You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Welcome to A Step Further, the weekly podcast of Kingsway Christian Church. My name is Andy Lynch, Connections Pastor here at Kingsway. We're so glad you're joining us. Just a reminder that we'd love for you to share this if it impacts you. And even if it doesn't, it might impact somebody else. Share it with your friends and let us know uh, that you're what you're getting from, from these different podcasts. We'd love to hear feedback from you. Today, we are continuing to talk about our kids, about parenting. And so I'm joined by Lauren Schieser, Becky Kenworthy, and Annalise Coombs, as we're going to talk a little bit about coaching our kids. And, and perhaps uh, if, if we were raised a certain way, that we, we do some of the same things that our parents did and some of the different things for me. Uh, first of all, welcome, ladies. Thank you for being here. For me, I've run mostly the other direction from how my parents raised me. I was in a very sheltered uh, Christian home, and there were a lot, lot, lot of rules, not as much relationship. And so I find myself very much more on the relationship end. I was just in a meeting uh, yesterday, just talking with some folks, and, and it's, you know, it was quarantine for several days, and, and they said, oh, you had to be there. And I said, well, I enjoyed being with my kids. And they, they kind of just kind of joked, oh. Yeah, I guess, I guess you should enjoy your kids. Like I do. I, I love my kids because that relationship's there. But, but there are times when, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm not their friend. <laughs> I'm their parent. And so we'll talk a little bit about that. But, but with my parents, it was very hard to, to do that. And so, Lauren, uh, welcome in. Your second podcast. So you said you're much more comfortable this time around. I said that until we <laughs> press start. <laughs> <clears throat> but thank you. You said you didn't really know how how you were parented as you thought a little bit about that. It's hard to remember because I think so much about every little thing I do as a parent. And I'm trying to think back, like, what did my parents do? I know that both my parents were divorced when I was young. So I had two parents who were working full time and I had a relationship with both my parents and, but there, there was a lot of busyness. And so I felt like, you know, there was a lot I did on my own as well. So you know, I felt like I could go to them, but not maybe they weren't necessarily involved in like every little thing or like helping me to know how to process and move through every little thing. Sure. Um, so not super strict or anything, um, but I definitely wanted to always do my best and make them proud. Um, so I don't know if that yeah. helps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you remember, Annalise? So I grew up in a home, my parents were a little bit older when they had me. Um, and I really actually think that is a unique um, circumstance because they just had a little more perspective about life. Um, you know, maybe being a younger parent, you haven't had as much life experience and maybe a little bit more worries of like, I don't know how to do this. And not that my parents were perfect by any means, but when they had me a little bit older and I have a twin brother and I have a sister that's 15 months older than me. So pretty much triplets. Wow. And so really, um, they just had the perspective of like big picture. Like okay. I can't get wrapped up in these little things that I can't, I can't control these little things. I don't have the energy, the time. So I kind of feel like I attempt to, um, reflect that a little bit in my parenting. I am not quite as old as they were when they had kids, but I really do. They were a little bit more lax. They didn't tend to get wrapped up in lots of controlling things by any means. And it gave us a lot of freedom within some boundaries. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was really good. I just think it was definitely unique, um, compared to maybe some other people's experiences. So 
Yeah. Has it been good for you to reflect, Becky, on, on that idea? Oh, yeah. I, I think a lot about how my mom and dad did things because, you know, I'll say this. My brother and I grew up in the exact same house with the exact same parents, and we're pretty different people. Right. So, um, you know, I think about that a lot. But, you know, good Christian parents who valued very much making sure we were in church and being raised the right way and, you know, both grandparents close. And so... You know, I I have good memories about it. I remember, and I'm still this way. I don't want anybody to be disappointed, mm. you know. So that, I think, probably helped them in their parenting a little <laughs> bit because I wasn't going to do anything to rock the boat. Mm. Um, but I would also say they weren't into the details either. And yeah. I think that's probably a generational thing where sometimes maybe I feel like I need to be involved in all the little details. And that's kind of, well, it's because I see these people doing that and I see these people doing mm -hmm. that, you know? And so it's that outside pressure almost, but there's wisdom in, I think, not being so minutely involved all the time. Right, but, it, yeah. it is so hard when you have, uh, we have a, a vast number of ages represented here as far as our kids go. And so we did that purposefully because at each different life stage, you know, you need to be more involved in the details or maybe you think you do, True. but Becky, your kids are older and mm -hmm. you find yourself still involved in the details as they grow. <laughs> well, they don't want me involved in the details <laughs> as they grow. That's the difference. <laughs> so there's the problem, but I, yeah. So my son is going to turn 15 next week and my daughter turned 13 today. Oh. Um, and then I've got the little guy who's six. Um, uh, but with those older two, I just, you know, I want to know what all's going on and I can tell something's wrong, but I don't know what it is. And tell me, you know, and, and the little guy will tell me those older two. Sometimes I have to pull it out of them a little yeah. bit more. When did it change? Was it different for each of the two? Yeah, for okay. sure. Um, my daughter still talks to me more. I think, um, my son just kind of wants to do his thing, you know, and, um, but when he, you know, this is one of my things is always be ready to listen because when he's ready to open up, it's like, I want to drop everything and just listen because it doesn't happen a lot. But when it does, he drops a lot, you know? Wow. And so just always being ready, not, I don't want to be interrupted, like in a rude way. Like if I'm having a conversation with someone, yeah. but you know, if I'm reading a book or whatever and he comes in and he starts talking, I just like put it down and, and let's, let's listen because yeah. he's about ready to tell me some stuff, you know? <laughs> That's such good wisdom. Always be ready to listen. And and at that age, it's a different, always be ready to listen, Lauren, than at your kids' ages because they're probably talking, at least one of them, talking a mile a minute <laughs> always with something to say. And so what does it always be ready to listen look like yeah. at that stage? Well, I w I'm just, just thinking you asked her, when did that happen? I feel like I'm in the middle of that happening mm -hmm. right now. And it's, I'm, trying to figure it out. It's like that, um, you know, when they're born, you have to be involved in every detail. My kids are five and eight now. Um, so I feel like we have moved out of me needing to be involved to take care of them to now all of a sudden I need to be more available hmm. to coach them through things they're going through. And I still, I mean, when my kids get home from school or I can see a certain mood on their face. If I ask, they'll, they'll pretty much tell me right now. Um, but I can definitely get like where I'm writing, they're emotional. Like they look sad, like, oh my goodness, yeah. I should feel sad. Yeah. Like what's wrong? What's wrong? What did you experience today? Yeah. Let me fix it. And yeah. <laughs> I'm having to like really 
really try to watch myself with that because I'm not in control of everything and I shouldn't be. Um, but it's, I, I feel like I'm in the middle of that and I'm trying to figure it out. It's funny you say that because my son, some, he rarely closes the door to his room, but when the doors close, I'm concerned. And so I knock on the door and I yeah. say, everything okay in there? Yeah. <laughs> tell me, tell me what's going on. And a couple of days ago, he goes, daddy, I'm fine. You don't always have to ask if everything's going okay. <laughs> it's all right. Well, and they're going to have days where they feel down and there's not necessarily a reason just right. like we do. Right. And I think, you know, I have this desire for control and perfection and like they need to be happy all the time or else I'm not doing a good job, you know? And it's like, no, they just might be having a bad day and they need, they have to learn how to cope and, and figure that out without yeah. me like trying to step in and fix it. Pastor Matt has referenced the book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Uh, if you remember the Iceberg series a year or two ago, a lot of it came from that. But this idea that we're allowed to feel sadness as Christians, we're allowed to be angry as Christians, because as parents, we, we at least me, I never want my kids to be sad. Yeah. <laughs> Why aren't we always happy? Come on, you know, what are you angry about? And instead of so many times, instead of helping them work through that anger, I just want them to be happy and I just want them to get to that step. Annalise, how, how do you coach your kids in those high emotional moments? Well, I mean, honestly, I try to keep the perspective of when they're 18 and, you know, let's say they go to Purdue, like my husband and I, then they are on their own. So I, in a way I try to be like, how would I hand, how do I want to teach them strategies so that when they are on their own, they can handle. And I think about this too, with like my niece and nephew, you know, it's not even just our kids, um, I just have a had a nephew that went to college. It's like the last few years, it's like, how, how are we teaching them strategies? They are eventually going to be off on their own. And so I think keeping the perspective of I am not always going to be there every night to ask them how school was. And, you know, I might even just it might even be in a couple of years when I'm on vacation or something like that. And so trying to, you know, teach them strategies of how to process through things on their own. We obviously want to be there as much as we can for as long as we can, but I just am trying to keep the perspective of one day they are going to be adults and how, and, and really I do believe that, you know, my seven-year-old now, the things he learns now will affect him when he's 18. Um, and I, I don't know if our society has the perspective of like long-termness when it comes to that and teaching those strategies. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I think a strategy is like um, perseverance, like working through things when they're difficult. Um, I think of strategies like, um, hey, you know, try this independently on your own first. If you fail, it's okay. Then I'll help you. But just, you know, ownership. Um, so just trying to, uh, independence is a big thing in our family. It's like, we want you to be able to do as much that is safe and responsible and age appropriate as you can. Um, and then obviously those things are going to, as you know, Becky's kids probably have more responsibilities and can do more things than my kids right now. But just trying to constantly be adding things to that and being aware of that so that when they're 18, they are responsible and, you know, are self-aware and aware of other people and all of that. So Becky, when did you start giving them more of those responsibilities? Well, I think that's one of the things we could do a lot better on also. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, and it's funny. I just want to say, I learned so much from Annalise and Lauren and all, you know, my friends that are parenting their children. Um, even though my kids are older and I've been doing it longer, I still, I learned so much from them. Mm. Um, but yeah, when they, I would say like, you know, that fifth, sixth grade time and they're starting to kind of stretch their legs a little bit and they, I mean, they 
kind of tell you, I, I want more responsibility in that I want to go do this or I want to go do that. And it's like, okay, then show me you can handle it mm-hmm. and, and we'll go from there. Um, but I said we need to do better because we've given them chores and then, well, they're busy that night. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, sometimes maybe mom and dad pick up the slack. So we need to do better about that because, yeah, I mean, my oldest is 15. He'll be, he'll be. Oh, let's not talk about that. But <laughs> anyway, um, but you know, just, I mean, they are, they're stretching their legs, you know, and just holding loosely and letting them do that is, is kind of challenging, I would say. Lauren, from a mom's heart, how hard is it to, to let, start letting them go? Derek, Darren, our, our student's pastor calls it the, the, the slow breakup process huh. from age 10 to 18. <laughs> It's beautiful. What a great way to describe it. I was picturing more of butterfly coming out of its cocoon. That's the difference between ladies on the podcast and, and guys. But but my, my wife and she she's she said this in public. I, I'm not you know betraying any confidence by this, but she says she loves still being able to do things for the kids, and so you know she she's not. Loving making lunches and getting their water bottles ready and all those things, but yet she does love that because it's a way she can still serve that. As a mom, you know, how is that process? How, how is that letting them get that independence, but you as a mom are, are releasing some of that? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think for me, it's kind of like um, I've been helping out in my daughter's class more at school and just seeing some of what is so cool about being a teacher, like when they figure something out, um, I think it's almost reframing to where I'm not necessarily meeting their need. Like, you know, when they're little, you're meeting their physical need. It's really obvious. But if you can reframe to where they still have needs, but their needs are different now, it is to grow that independence. It's to grow some of that perseverance and that resiliency. And then to know that, okay, by not involving myself in this, I'm meeting that need and like trying to, um, just reframe that, I think. And, you know, I know they're busy today after school, but if I, if I let them off the hook with doing the laundry or whatever it is, like, they're not going to learn what that feels like Mm. to be as busy and to still, I mean, and I still like, no, just go outside. I'll do laundry today. Just go. Cause I, there's like this balance of like wanting them to, they do work hard at school and wanting them to be able to still have like a good fun childhood Mm -hmm. that's magical and just fantastic. But also like, you know, I, I go back and forth on when is the time to really push it hard versus just introducing some things. Sure. Annalise, is that different? based on where your children are at, like each child, you, you handle differently what Lauren's talking about? Yeah, I mean, I think too, what Becky was saying, since I had two siblings growing up that were about the same age as me, so, and in our household, it was very much personality instead of age, which can cause a little bit of conflict because, you know, then you can compare more easily. If you're closer in age, you can compare how your parents are treating you and all that type of thing. But my parents always treated us differently in a good way because of our personalities. Like they just knew like, I did not need a curfew because I was a rule follower. My sister did need a curfew. And like, like I, they didn't have to remind me about chores. And it was just different depending on each kid, 
to me more so than age. I do think age, obviously when it comes to like, say like we're trying to have our seven year old take the trash out and it's like as big as he is. And so I do get that that is sometimes a factor, but I really do think you have, you know, spending some time, we we get on our Enneagram high horse often, the three of us together, but you know, we don't know our children's Enneagram numbers, but just like you have to know your kids and what, um, you know, what's best for them and what's going to really help them thrive, but also teach them the things that they your struggle with. So yeah, yeah, I would say personality more than age. Yeah, that makes sense. Becky, you you hit on, you get wisdom from both these ladies (laughs) as well. All three of you are in a group together. Mm -hmm. Just how often are these conversations happening and how valuable is that group experience, whether it's within that, you know, Sunday night meeting or throughout the week? Sure. Yeah. I mean, at this stage in life, our kids are kind of what we do, right? Even if you have a job outside the home and, you know, but our kids are the big part. And so I would say we talk about it quite a bit um, just because it's like, well, you know, what is your kid doing or what did your kid do in this situation? And um, yeah, so it's great to have that support. Um, Great to have those people to bounce ideas off of. Um, But yeah, we talk about it a lot. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking time. You made it through. Good job. We got to the end. But thank you for the wisdom. Uh, I hope you you at home were able to grasp some things that you can take with you. Uh, Some really good stuff here as we we try and do this together. We're here as a church to walk through life with each other together. And so if you need that community, feel free to reach out to me, A. Lynch at kingswaychurch.org. If something one of the ladies said uh, brought a question about, we'd love to continue that conversation a step further as well.